Hey, welcome everybody to episode 14 of Ultra Pro Max. This is the podcast where we talk about app development and the Apple ecosystem. Now, this podcast was uh, spearheaded by Joshua, and uh, Sadia and I are doing this this week without Joshua. Joshua's unplugging for the holidays, which is really great for him and uh, a fun little growth opportunity for Sadia and I. To <laughs> <laughs> we were joking that we, you know, just Sadia was like, oh, we don't need Joshua to podcast. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And then we started to go through the, pod the topic list, and we realized... 90% of this is all Joshua's stuff. We're like, what are these links? That's right. We can bumble through talking about music or... Hey, it's Christmas today for you. It is Christmas. Did you get any presents? Yeah, we did. We opened our presents yesterday. So we, we my family does it on Christmas Eve, which I've had people roast me about. But I feel like it's kind of a 50-50 split among Christmas observers. I don't know. If... I, I have no opinions or... Uh... No, no judgment. Uh, well, I got a number of backcountry clothing items, like the, the backcountry brand. With have you heard of that with the little goat? No. Here, let me see. No, I got no. the I got the logo. There it is, right there. It's oh little, yeah, yeah. No, it's kind of like an REI or a Evo. If you're familiar with either of those. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's so crazy. REI is huge here in the states. We love it. It's just uh, I don't know, stands for Recreational Equipment Incorporated or something like that. Anyways, it's all all just outdoor gear. We love it. Backcountry was having a huge sale. It was like a twelve days of Christmas sale, and it was like oh yeah, you know, up to seventy percent off on a ton of stuff. So, anyways, threw some of those things on my list, and I'm very excited. I got my my brother's wife a nice like heavy black puffer. Uh, if she's listening, <laughs> I'm going to roast her a little bit. She can be hard to shop for. And so I was like really worried, but she opened it up and she's like, I'm down with this actually. And that was the greatest couple of words I could possibly <laughs> hear. Any tech gifts in the family? Well, my grandparents have this thing where they go and get the same gift for all of us. And this year it was um, a flashlight, like like a super powered flashlight oh, with yeah. like a USB-C rechargeable lithium yeah. battery in that thing. And we were like, launching it across we live kind of out in a sparsely populated neighborhood so we were launching it across the field and lighting yeah. up the house way across so anyways i don't know if that's considered tech but it's uh it's electronic yeah well. how's the new mac going you know i <laughs> it's gonna come it's gonna come soon oh no it's not still well i I'm one of those procrastinators. So I was kind of waiting for like the finances to be in the right place. And then I'm like, I'm going yeah. to put the purchase here. So I think like today or tomorrow, because I'm leaving this Saturday for a week. So I'm hoping it'll come before then and I can take it with me. Where are you going? We're going to Colorado. So we're going to go, I'm going with my girlfriend's family. We're going to go ski in Colorado. The snow on this side of the country has just been, well, honestly, the whole country has just been absolutely terrible this year so far. As in lots of it or not enough? Not enough. Like no, like none. Uh, the The local resort here was open for like three days and then they shut back down. And oh. yeah, like by this so time... So you have to go to Colorado to... Well, even there, it's like not fantastic. It's like only Utah is the, the only place in the States right now that has like uh, s snow that's good enough. I mean, they have snow machines. They can make snow, but they only put it on like the, the main runs. And, you know, if you've been skiing for quite a while you that's not really it's not good enough for you anymore so i i love getting off the trail and going up and skiing the big stuff and skiing the you know in the trees and the the ungroomed the moguls and stuff so you need a fair amount of snow in your fancy new gear yeah, my, my new backcountry gear anyways have you have you ever gone down a slope with your phone and done a like a video recording or is that just not 
do you need a GoPro strapped to your head or something? <laughs> yeah, we like used that? to have GoPros for a while, but it was we never used the footage for anything. It was just too hard to like transfer it over and, and do whatever with it. So yeah, we'll we'll whip out our phones and we'll ski down next to somebody or we'll just post up and like film somebody coming down. Because I, I was thinking that that sort of thing would be really cool in the Vision Pro. Oh. That's coming February, according to Mark Gurman. So I've been, I've been really, I mean, I'm not going to get it because it's not coming out. It's not coming to Australia. There's not going to be enough of gotcha. them produced, even in the United States, to ship internationally. But I am into VR, right? I Like I have been since the original HTC Vive. So I'm really excited about it. And one of the things that people rave about is the spatial video. It's going into whatever in this AR experience and having this window that, according to some, feels like a real memory. Whoa. I'm so excited about it, I, and I'm not even going to get to experience it, at, at least not for this first generation, but I've been taking some spatial videos. I did all through Hanukkah as well, took a, a bunch of spatial videos, and I'm just trying to remind myself every now and then, because with 17.2, with the new iOS update, iPhone 15 Pros and Pro Maxes have this uh, new spatial video mode, which is pretty rare. Now, does it use, like... Is there like a super ultra fisheye lens or something that it takes it with? Like, how does it work? So you need two lenses, right? And then they need to simulate one from each eye where your interpupillary distance is variable for everybody. Right. And so it uses the main camera and the wide camera and then takes a crop on the wide camera to in order to be able to get that simulated pupillary distance. So you would be looking, you put the Vision Pro on, but it still covers all your peripherals, right? It's not like you'd be able to turn around like you would with the with that GoPro camera that has like the, the double fisheye lens on it. Oh yeah, yeah the, the 360. 360. So no. it would be like that, yeah. It's not like that. No, imagine it's an AR space and maybe you put it just a, a couple of meters in front of you or a couple of feet in front of you and you can still turn your head and if you do, the picture stays in place. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm excited. Are you going to get on that that Vision Pro train right when it comes out for Australia, or what are your what are your plans there? Well, I I just don't expect it to come out for Australia. I saved up all. I, so I've been anticipating this uh -huh. for a while, right? And there were rumors, and it was going to come out on this date and WWDC. So I saved up all of this money, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get it day one. I'm so excited. Like the iPhone, the iPhone never came out outside of America. It wasn't until the iPhone wow. 3G until I got my first iPhone. So I guess I'll just wait for the next edition, maybe the next version of the Vision. Maybe it's a cheaper version. Maybe that'll come mm -hmm. out overseas. But uh, I'm going to miss out, I think. So I took all the money that I saved, and instead I just bought a whole bunch of music gear that I've been <laughs> wanting. Epic. Was that the keyboard and stuff you were talking about earlier? Yeah, I got a piano, got a new guitar, a couple of amps microphones that sort of Man, thing christmas it was a bit like christmas <laughs> for me yeah um i have been setting up my dome my music space uh, there's a couple of bits of gear that i still really want what does your like jam space or a recording space look like how have you got all of that set up are you running monitor speakers do you use maybe more of a pa or are you a headphones guy no that's fair i i think this is going to have to be more of a wish list because i'm you know out of college and strapped for for money at the moment but i've always kind of had just enough gear to make it by for for like live gigs 
right now I've just got like keyboard set up in my garage with like a couple guitars on stands. There's like half a drum set there that needs to get kind of fleshed out. I, I will like, I, I work at a church, right? And so I, I coordinate worship for them. So I will occasionally record a few tracks just as like if we're doing a custom arrangement. So I, I usually just shoot. I just have Logic Pro on my Mac, hook up a couple mics and just record MIDI from my keyboard, sit down and you know, kind of bootstrap it and away we go. Like, I don't have anything super duper fancy, but it does the trick. Have we talked about electronic drums on this podcast? I think you told me to get an electronic kit. Or well, somebody did recently, if it wasn't you. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's tempting for the control and for the recording, but there's something about an acoustic kit. Yeah, I, know. I don't know. It's like, you know what it reminds me of actually is, uh, you know, obviously the digital cameras are the best cameras especially on our phones with all the computational stuff but i always i love shooting film it feels so real so are you talking about film cameras like like film film yeah oh tell us tell us more i've got uh quite a collection of film cameras in various states of repair and i've got a really really expensive nice mamiya 72 which is a medium format camera which takes beautiful photos. The problem isn't taking the photos, actually. The problem is processing them because to, to get someone to then develop the photos and you probably want them digitally scanned, that gets really expensive. I've still got probably like eight rolls of film sitting in my camera bag that it's going to cost me a couple hundred bucks to get those photos. And it's I think it's 10 photos for a roll. So you know, every time you squeeze that that shutter button. Yeah, how much is it per squeeze? It's uh, another, it's like I'm buying an app, you know, a couple oh, of dollars. Wait, have you done the math to figure out like what it is per click? I I have. I don't know it off the top of my head, but you, you get less photos on a medium format roll, right? Okay. So that's what I'm talking about, medium format. And then you've got to factor in the price of the film, the price of the developing, and the price of the scanning. You know, once you do that, I think it probably works out to be about a dollar us well that's a lot so you really take your time with with framing your shot do you do you shoot do do you have a camera i don't have a camera i i've always wanted to get one i've always wanted to get some kind of you know dslr etc because i'm the kind of guy that'll just drive down the i'll just be driving by myself and i'll just i'm such a sucker for like beautiful scenery and so and i and i love when my friends we go on backpacking trips or something and they've got the the camera dangling from their neck. I've just always wanted to be that guy. It's just, it's a, it's a chunk of change, and um, one day we'll, one day we'll afford that. Recurring theme. That is the theme. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things I want to spend money on. Okay, I have a question though about the film. What's, what's the motivation? Because I've always wondered this. Like, is it like the, do the photos just like have this look to them that you can't manufacture with, with digital, or is it more about like the, the nostalgia, like the vintage? Because I feel like with filters you can kind of get that look. There's not a lot of nostalgia in it for me. I think my first camera that I owned that my parents didn't own. It was a digital camera, so it's not really a nostalgia thing. Yeah, it's it's something about taking the photo and then not really knowing if it's going to work out. And something about like taking your time with it. Then with film, if it didn't work, it didn't work. Yeah. With digital SLR, you just hold that shutter down as much as you want, baby, and you just got a thousand shots that you can string together. So, you know, it's that's good for family photos and important things, but there's just something special about yeah. film. You know, 
here, I'll, I'll send you a link. So I, I put a, a link in there and you tell me if you think that there's something different about these photos. Yeah, there is something about this. And I don't know if that's confirmation bias or you can just, I, I feel like you can just kind of tell that like there was much more effort put into this. It's it's kind of like, the only thing I can liken it to is like driving a, a manual transmission. It's like you and machine are just like so closely like linked together. It's just you and the machine. There's none of this like digital computer stuff in the middle. It's just like you and the raw physics. Yes, exactly. The chemistry of light hitting film. You know, one of my favorite cameras isn't my most expensive. It's the cheapest camera that I own, which is this, yeah, Nashika N8000. And it's got a, a series on the front of four different lenses. <laughs> right. You want to talk about spatial video? This is like spatial film photography. And what happens with each of these four lenses, they shoot a portrait half frame across two frames of 35 millimeter film, right? So then the light goes through each lens that are uh, laid out in a horizontal line. And what you get is the same photo four times from very slightly different perspectives. And then what I've done is I've gotten those digitized, put them onto my computer and turned them into a GIF. And it's really cool. I wish we need to put this in the show notes because it's like, I have never seen anything like this digitized. Like it feels 3D. It feels like some kind of one of those 3D tricks that you see in a magazine or something. Yeah, because it's not a fake 3D. You're actually getting the different perspective from each of the four cameras. So it's just rocking back and forth in this GIF from left to right. So yeah, film cameras, there's something to them. There's something special about them. I can't put my finger on it. And can you simulate the film look, I don't know, using a fancy DSLR and then adding some scratches and some noise? Maybe you can. I don't know. It doesn't have the magic. <laughs> It just doesn't have it's the, it's like the all cop-out answer but it like it make you, you can't do a better you can't do it better well scrap the dslr film here i come well in wrapping up we want to make one quick correction about uh, something we said on the previous show uh joshua said that the company suing apple and this, this is the apple watch uh lawsuit about the patents and why apple recalled the the apple watches uh he said that the company suing was akin to pa uh, patent trolls uh not true company is a great company they're making medical products uh, and there's been an ongoing suit well sadia it's been fun shooting the breeze with you uh, i think we did an all right job without our uh, commander-in-chief joshua and uh, it's been fun we want to make a note here i was about to read whatever luke wants to do in the outro notes uh, what does luke want to do uh, luke wants you guys the supporters and the listeners to email us at ultrapromax.fm that's email at ultrapromax.fm or is it all grip, no slip at ultrapromax.fm? That's our other email. That one's more fun. You send an email to that one and we will read it aloud on the air. So shoot us an email, uh, give us some suggestions on topics or give us some feedback. We would love to hear from you. And with that, happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah uh, and whatever else you're celebrating with your family this season. <laughs>